0: Hello there. My name is Dee Rivers. I am the host for Birth Moms Real Talk podcast. This is a platform for birth or natural mothers to share about their journeys, to share about their stories. We cover the hot topics, the things where no one else will talk about or go there. We cover the truth, we cover grace and healing. This is a place where birth moms and natural mothers can share their journeys. We are not therapists, we do not give advice, so get your therapist, we listen, and we allow birth moms and natural moms to share their story. Listen in. Good afternoon, my name is D. Yvonne Rivers, I'm your host for Birth Moms Real Talk. This is a platform where birth moms, natural moms, tell their story, tell their journey of giving birth to a child that they do not raise. There many ups and downs and roller coasters, and we are giving you this opportunity to listen in, like put your ear through the window and you can listen to us talk. I'm so happy to have today as a guest of mine, Maddie. Welcome, Maddie.
1: Hi, I'm so glad to be here today.
0: Good, good. Excited. I say all the time. We're all the same, but we're all different. (laughs) Meaning we all have a different story. And the camaraderie or the sisterhood is that we are all birth moms. So we understand each other at the same time. We went on different journeys to get to where we are. So we wanted you to start out, Maddie, just sharing a little bit about growing up and just prior to when you became that mom.
1: Yes, so I grew up. Uh, my parents divorced when I was very young. So I grew up in a um, in a household or in both households. So the custody was always 50 50. And I was really lucky to be able to have both of my parents in my life. But it definitely was hard to have time away from both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like I wanted to make both of my parents proud, but they also had very different ideas for my life, um, which is fine, but I have really been able to become who I am, and I've had a lot of support from both of my parents, um, as well as my my dad got remarried when I was five, so I have um, my stepmom and then my half-sister, who is really just my sister. I love her so much, okay. and she's... Yeah, she's 15 now. Okay.
0: Um, I found it interesting. You said oh, when your mom and dad divorced, it was like 50 50. So was it like mm-hmm. keeping you between both homes?
1: Yes. So okay. I would go um, three nights and four nights and then switch off. Okay. The next okay. Well, that was a system. That was a system there. Yeah. It was. Okay. And it worked for me. It was definitely hard sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But I think doing like a week on week off would have been more difficult just because of the separation Mm -hmm. Um, being, especially with my mom, me and my mom have a really close bond. So um, being with her always comforted me when I needed her and we did go through some tough times growing up. So she was always my strength and I've always looked up to her because she is very resilient As and, really has never given up.
0: Very good. So moving on to when you got out of the house, like after high school, what did you do? How was your life then?
1: Yes. So um, I graduated high school with my AA degree and very quickly I transferred to Florida State, which was about two hours from where I live. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Tallahassee and I was um, dating my boyfriend at the time we had been together for just over a year and we decided to keep being together and so yeah I moved to Florida State and started my college journey there
0: and so on campus so you were still seeing the same boyfriend so it was like a long distance relationship
1: yes but he would come to see me just about every weekend we would switch off weekends so okay um, one weekend he would drive to me Or I would drive to him. He actually at the time didn't have a car. So he was taking the Greyhound bus to come see me. Which was a big deal. Because he does not like germs.
2: Oh
0: So so you know you're going to have germs. But he fought the germs off. (laughs) He took the Greyhound for love. He's he a very he helpful did. love. <laughs> oh wow, that's a story. That's a story in itself. There. Okay. So yes. moving on with the relationship. So did you grow the relationship, or as you went through your college years?
1: We did. So I actually found out I was I was pregnant about four months after I moved to Tallahassee. So he was still in Gainesville, and um, we found out very quickly. And Mm -hmm. when I found out I was actually five months pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I had actually gotten pregnant before I moved and had no idea. Oh, wow.
0: Wow. Yes. So what was your first reaction to finding out that you were,
1: I remember I was in my dorm room when I took the pregnancy test and my boyfriend was supposed to go on break for work about 10 minutes after, and he ended up not going on break for about two hours. So I was sitting there just freaking out with my roommates, mm. just trying to process. And um, so I told him and then direct pretty much directly after I called my mom and I just remember her. The first thing she said was, you have to be pregnant. Like, she just knew. Oh, really? By the way, yes. By the wow. way that I I called her, I was like, mom. And she was like. You have to be pregnant. Oh, she, she
0: read through your voice and what you said or how you were saying it, right? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That in tune. It is such a, what do you say, sensory intuitiveness that moms or whatever will have when people are connected to you. It's like they're in the same zone. Very so what true. was her reaction?
1: She was just supportive of me. Okay. I She knew that it was very scary for me. Mm-hmm. So she just wanted to support me in whatever that uh-huh. I wanted, which I was very fortunate to have that um, good, just because good. she was a voice to calm me down when I needed it.
0: Good. And so what, how old were you then?
1: I was 18.
0: Okay.
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. So I was 18 when I found out I was pregnant mm-hmm. and um, we actually, since we found out I was five months pregnant, just a few days later. So it was a very quick process for us. Hmm. Um, I remember just, we just came up with adoption. That was what we were going to do. And, uh, when you said came
0: up with adoption, I mean, mm -hmm. what it it was, Uh, that was the first thing that came to mind.
1: Well, so abortion was the first thing that came to mind. And that's actually, I went to, um, an abortion clinic and that's where I found out that I was five months pregnant. Um, so I was too far along um, for Florida to go through with a miscarriage. And I mm-hmm. wouldn't have been comfortable at that point to uh, go through right. a miscarriage. And also after just finding out that I was pregnant, there was just so much love that I had for my baby already. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the um, abortion was kind of nerve wracking to me because I wasn't sure right about it. So it was almost a blessing in disguise.
0: Okay. So when Um, you end up talking to your boyfriend, what was his first reaction?
1: He was always very supportive. He just wanted us to come up with something together. And Mm -hmm. we were very much a team, the, my entire pregnancy. Wow. That's Um, good. Yes. I'm very fortunate, um, for that because we did um, he was at every doctor's appointment with me and constantly just there. We did have, you know, our a tough time um, with different opinions about our decision. Mm-hmm. But we always stuck together, which was really important for us.
0: Great, great, great. So tell me about the process. Was it open, closed, or how did you end up placing?
1: Yes. So about a week after I found out I was pregnant, we went to a lawyer that I found online and, um, she sent us a few agents or a few adoptive families. We made it very clear to her that we wanted an open adoption okay. because we never wanted our daughter to feel like we didn't want to be there or that we didn't love her. Mm-hmm. And so it was just very important for us. Um, So we met two adoptive families the following week and the first one was a single mom just because my mom was single most of my life. So I understand how hard single moms work and I Mm -hmm. didn't want to discount that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I, uh, we just, she was wanting more of a close adoption. Uh, So I met the family that I ended up choosing the same day And the reason we connected so well was just we were very open and honest, as well as my boyfriend was able to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They love fishing. He loves fishing. And he was, as much as we are a team together, he's still pretty reserved. So Mm -hmm. uh, for him to be so open and trusting towards them was big for us.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Good. Good. So at, at what time? So... That was five months. You still had a few months before you delivered, right?
1: Yes. What was that
0: time like?
1: Those were um, the best four months of my life. I loved being pregnant. Mm. Um, Me and my boyfriend were just, you know, we were just so happy and in love with her. And I just remember us laying in bed and him talking to her and rubbing my belly. Uh, But at the same time, I was also really stressed out because um, I I knew that the power was in my hand at that time Mm -hmm. Um, my I was very very close with the adoptive family we saw them almost every weekend and texted almost every day so we built a really close relationship which was important to me because I wanted them to know where her where their daughter was coming from but I Mm -hmm. also wanted us to see where she was going um so we built a very close bond it was almost like they were extended family and so we had this relationship where it was all up to us it was uh, we would be, be able to see her whenever we wanted we'd be able to talk to her whenever we wanted facetime um the they always say said things like it takes a village and right how important we were in her village Uh, so we did spend a lot of time during my pregnancy focusing on building that relationship and um it was really a positive for the most part other Mm -hmm. than the fact that we were communicating just between us and we never had a mediator or someone to kind of pull in the reins and tell us like Let's think logically Mm -hmm. Um, as well as, you know, there was the time where the hospital was very important to me and I wanted those two days with my daughter and I reached out to them to say, I really apologize, but I don't want you guys to be in the room at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, they were wanting to invite their whole family to the hospital. And I just remember feeling Almost disrespected because, Mm -hmm. you know, I understand that that after those two days, that was going to be their child. But as for those two days, she was mine. And I was still, it was still up to me to make that decision.
0: So was that two days, was was paperwork signed before that officially after two days that they were going to have your daughter?
1: The paperwork was not signed before. Okay. Um, we signed it in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I rem- Yeah, they wouldn't let us sign it before. I mm-hmm. think they said that my boyfriend could have signed it before, but we wanted to be there to sign it together just so okay. that um, okay. we were in the, the process together.
0: Okay. So how were those two days once your daughter was born?
1: They were the best days. Mm. I remember giving birth at 5.59, On August 14th, 2018. Some things we never forget. (laughs) Yes. And those two days were just the best. We tried to get in every first that we could with her. So Mm. um, first song, first book. We showed her the rain. We showed her the sun through the window. Oh, wow.
0: That's wonderful.
1: Um, Yeah, it was a very special time. We also had a lot of family come. Okay. Um, We had it was nice, but it also put a lot of pressure on us at the same time because Mm -hmm. um, we did have some people telling us that this was a decision that we should not make. Mm -hmm. Um, as well as we had a nurse who was telling my mom that I didn't seem like someone who was going to give a baby up. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a lot of, let's,
0: let's talk about that because that may be (laughs) That may be a hard topic or whatever, because you yes. know why I stand on it, is the fact of, because the uh, question I wanted to ask you was when I said, how were those four months, and it was a great time. You said you and your boyfriend were bonding with the baby before she was born mm-hmm. and all of that. Was it kept secret or was it an open topic that you were expecting and was going to place? Or was it just a certain few of the people who knew? When you mentioned we were family.
1: pretty open about it Okay. Um, during pregnancy. Okay. With some c- close friends and um, like all of most of I don't know about how much of his family knows, but mm-hmm. um, definitely all of my family in the area knows. And then, um, so she was never something that we were trying to hide.
2: Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Which was good. Which was good I, because, yes. as
0: you know, a, a lot of times during that period of time of discovery of being pregnant and the time of the birth, it's some families or so society, I'll put society, mm-hmm. will like, don't talk about it, you know, it's right. like, it's like the the, the baby doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. There's so, yeah. There was so much shame around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said Growing up with my mom being so strong, mm-hmm. I am very strong in my mindset too. Um, okay. So when I put my mind to something, I'm gonna do it, and it's really hard to talk me out of it. Right, um, right. But also at the same time, I was trying to plan and make it so that it would be this you know beautiful, wonderful thing. But right. I was still not understanding.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I
1: I knew it would be hard, but I yes. wasn't yes. understanding. I didn't know what it was like to give birth and right. love that child right i mean i loved her before but giving birth and bonding with her there's just nothing that can compare to that
0: now were were you aware of i mean just 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 thinking you're 18 so i say that because it's a good thing you and your mom had a good relationship but a lot of times young mothers when you say aware of the act of giving birth and what you're going through, because not only it's emotional, but it's physical. Right. With that. I
1: Right. So I knew some, I was lucky to have my mom, mm-hmm. but I had a very easy labor. So okay. I was fortunate. I was very fortunate. The whole, okay. she made it very easy for me. Okay. Okay.
0: Now, how did you address, you mentioned for some family members or people around you were thinking you were, that was not the best decision. How did you deal with that? How did you deal when someone was telling you what you shouldn't do this or whatever? What did you say?
1: We just told them that it was our decision and mm-hmm. we respected them, but we were going to do what we felt was best for our child. Okay. And okay. that was difficult um, mm-hmm. because we, it was on multiple occasions. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just hard because I understand, like, they had made it pretty clear that they hadn't agreed with it before. Mm -hmm. And so it was just at that time, it was really hard to hear that because we were trying, we were processing, letting go Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. we had people coming in and trying to tell us what we should or should not do.
0: Yeah. That That's really what, I, what I'm getting at is that first the, the time that you were bonding the four months and then when, you're, when your daughter was born, knowing that you've got two days there as well as it's a joyous time, but the noise around you yes. <laughs> that you were getting um, brings more strife. I say that in general. I don't know your family, not talking about For your sure. family, but that itself is just not good. Yes. Yeah. And
1: it's even yeah. I know um the adoptive family was at the hospital, so I let them see her mm-hmm. a, a few times, but most of the time, um, I just wanted it to be us. And they were texting us multiple times to try to bring us dinner or to come see her and it was very yeah. overwhelming with that too yeah, because Yeah. Yeah. I was just first I was processing the fact of giving birth mm-hmm. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and you know, and that's but, what I'm talking about. It's like you're going through the stress of birthing and that's physical and emotional. And then anything right. that happens after that, it's like your mind has got so much on it. So I can, right. j- not only I can not just imagine, I recognize it cuz I went yes. through it too. You know. Yes. And that's that's one point and and I say again while creating this platform, it's not only people will thinking how what people went through. We both know what we went through. <laughs> so, exactly. we don't have to hear it from someone else with it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, how was it that day that you left without your daughter?
1: It was a really hard day. Mm-hmm. I remember just the whole day just wanting it to go by slower Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. at one point they came in to say um, that she had jaundice and she might need to stay another night Mm -hmm. so me as someone who has to kind of know Mm -hmm. they were like okay well we're not sure so we really did think that we were going to have another night with her and Mm -hmm. then it was just a couple hours before where they came in and said she's gonna she's okay to go home and yeah. that was just really hard yeah. Um, yeah yeah very emotional because you have we had the lawyer coming in mm-hmm. um, we I was not seen by um, a social worker once mm-hmm. so I you know I had my mom and my dad was there as well um And then my fiance, of course, or he's my fiance now, but my boyfriend was there and I just remember seeing her in the little, um, yes, Uh the bathroom and and I just like waiting for her to leave. And it was just so hard because did you have have
0: any, let me ask you before you made the final decision that it would be an adoption. Did you have any mm -hmm. counseling or therapy?
1: I did not. I had counseling mm-hmm. previous to being pregnant, but I always say now that that was my biggest mistake is that there was no, you know, no one even really to sit and talk me mm-hmm. through all of the options that I had.
2: Right. And well, Even course,
1: if
0: you still made the, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. you processing. You know, right. you made your decision. So whatever that decision was going to be, but the fact of, as you mentioned, having someone to talk to, Right that's there. a major thing
1: and the the other thing with going through a lawyer is that you're not the one, I'm not the one giving them money, so right. at the end of the day she's not on my side, she's on their side
0: yeah we're going to talk about, and I'll bring this up and maybe we can talk about it in a hard topic at the mm-hmm. end, I advocate and for it's it, I, I shouldn't say hate to say it But when you're talking about for as a transaction or Mm -hmm. signing over any paperwork, legal papers, both sides need to have representation of just saying and being that spokesperson. Because the first thing I think about for is and I speak speak honestly and I really put a lot into what I went through. For the fact that, and I'll just spell it out, not only the physical, not only the emotional, but the fact of having to deal with and make decisions about signing papers, all of that at one time, it was overwhelming for me. It was overwhelming. and. I'm so happy your mom was there. I didn't have any, I didn't have any family there. So and just hard. to think of having to go through that. So I know how it is. Even by having family there, as you said, that's still a hard, that's still a hard thing.
1: It is. And it's I'm a hard a very, thing. I'm a very empathetic person. So I knew too, at the same time, as much as it was hurting me, I knew that it was hurting my boyfriend and mm-hmm. my mom and my dad. So, mm-hmm. it, and my daughter, I was hurting my daughter. And so it mm-hmm. just, you know, I was feeling everybody's pain at that right, time.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And, and unfortunately that, that societal, and I say society, cause what year was your daughter, daughter born? 2018.
1: 2018.
0: So like four Oh, how was that five years five years yeah, now she's, five years she's
1: almost five years.
0: okay because whatever age whether it's 2018 or 1960, 73 or whatever else, mothers go through this. <laughs> That's yes. just a fact and whatever the situation whether it's closed, whether it's open whether it's adoption agent whether it's attorney and so forth it's like recognizing what the mother is going through. And those of you who listen to the podcast know I'm an advocate. Hey, the birth mom recognize us for what we went through. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, our children, because our children didn't have a voice. I said this the other day to someone, Maddie. I imagine that children who are placed, if they could talk, they would say, no, don't don't take me from my mommy. It's like screaming out, but they can't. They exactly. can't. So it's preverbal, but they still have that trauma. So number one on my list is number one, the child. Number two, the birth, 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 parent, parents, mm-hmm. birth, parents in your situation there. And the idea behind of adopted family coming in of respecting what the birth mother does want to have done and giving her that space, giving exactly. you that space. That's most important. Cause you mentioned for is those two days last you for a lifetime
1: Mm -hmm.
0: for a lifetime along with that.
1: Yes. Those two days are going to forever be the only two days of me Mm -hmm. as her Mm -hmm. legal mother. Right. And those days, her first two days of life, her first two days of life. Yeah. And those will be forever special for me and for Mm -hmm. her as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So once you left the hospital, uh, you said you were in, in college. Let's talk to me about what happened after that. You go back to college or back to your parents or what?
1: Yes. So I had my daughter in August. So right before school started back, mm-hmm. I decided to stay home for a semester and I mm-hmm. did online okay. classes which was, I, I should have given myself some time to grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have always been someone who is a very go-getter with school. So I just thought that getting back to it would be helpful for me. And I think it was nice because, uh, when I got back, I really enjoyed that. The first few months were very hard online, mm-hmm. but when I was able to get back and, uh, actually be in school and to be Mm -hmm. around people and meet people who are doing the same thing as me. It was so awesome.
0: Right. Right. So did you give yourself that time to grieve or therapy or counseling?
1: I went to counseling briefly after my daughter was born. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember the counselor putting, trying to put what the adoptive family was going through on to me. And I could not bear that at that Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And I was also not asking for someone to help me with what they were going through. I was looking for just someone to be there yeah like what about
0: me what about me (laughs) I mean I came to you you know I'm I'm exaggerating I came to you to get help to manage this or whatever you talking about somebody else I don't care who it was it's like exactly help me help me
1: yes and so that was really hard and then um, there's another time where we had a phone call with the adoptive family just to try to work through something And, um, right at the 30 minute mark, she was like, okay, it's been 30 minutes, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, we were just getting to where we needed to get. So was it
0: that strict that the fact that if you say it's 30 minutes a a week or a month or whatever, it was like, just kept to that time without, without any kind of, that was that restricted?
1: Well, so that was the, um. That was the counselor who said that. Oh, okay, it wasn't actually okay. the adoptive family. Okay. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. But the adoptive family is, they are now pretty strict on the communication aspect.
0: So, how are you feeling through these past four and a half years? She's almost five.
1: It's been hard. I think mm-hmm. the, the first year, I was just really sad and mm-hmm. angry. And,. So now fighting. let me ask you,
0: what were you yeah. allowed? Was it, was it, was it cards, was it pictures? Mm-hmm. Tell me what, what you had agreed with the agreement with being an yeah. open adoption.
1: So it was six times a year with okay. weekly updates at the beginning. And, uh, we were texting pretty frequently a few times a week, which was how we were texting when I was pregnant. So I didn't see a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point, she did tell me that that was too much communication and she needed time to bond. Um, so I did back off. I remember at when we met her at four months, we were talking and her mom said, oh, we'd like to cut the visits down to three times a year with monthly updates. And her dad looked at her and said, nope, we need to have this six times a year. That's what we promised them. And so at that point it was very confusing because it was clear that they weren't communicating about Mm -hmm. what they wanted out of the adoption at that time. Mm -hmm. And so things were very confusing after that because they weren't super open about actually, or very They weren't clear about the communication or I only want to hear from you once a month or they weren't clear about that. Um, So I was just trying my best to figure it out, and um, I remember about... Did you feel
0: like you had a voice to speak to what you wanted?
1: I did not. I did Mm. not have a voice at all. The whole time, you know, when the the power shifted, and Mm. as soon as the power shifted, I just felt like I have to be nice and respectful and never try to step on their toes because if I do then they could take this away forever
0: so it was a fear it that they could take it take your child and you not and hear from her again
1: right yeah and I remember yeah. um she was six when she was you know about a year and a half we had a visit with with her and mm-hmm. um her mom didn't come to the visit and they said that or her her dad explained that she wasn't feeling very connected to her at that time and I just remember that being really hard because (sighs) I you know I how are you not connecting to her and um you know it ended up that they felt like they weren't connecting to her because I was around too much and so they ended up just a few months later, sending me a text saying that they only wanted us to see her once a year with no communication in between. And basically said that it was our fault and that Mm. we could not say anything. There's, you know, nothing that we would say would make it so that we could have a conversation about it.
0: Mm. So it's like, this is the way it's going to be and we're not going to listen to you.
1: Yes. Mm. And I remember at that time, all I could say was, you know, we didn't choose open adoption for you. Because I just was, it, it was, it hurt so bad. That was devastating. devastating. That was devastating. To go from six times a year to one. Yes. I was so used to seeing her every two months. Yeah. And I was still, that was feeding my connection to her as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, it was really hard in between yeah. the visits yeah. but it was also it fulfilled me to be able to see her yeah. growing and flourishing Absolutely. so to go to go from pretty much being able to see that on mm-hmm. a regular basis to only being able to see it once a year
2: mm-hmm.
1: is really difficult because now I feel like I don't know her
0: and pulling this rug from under you with that this right. is the way it's going to be listeners listen in Because, as I said, this allows you that window of opportunity to listen in. A lot of listeners probably have not heard this before and will have an idea that, oh, it's open, so you get to bond and have a relationship. Maybe somehow, as as Maddie just talked about, it was to be six years, six, six times a year, and so forth. But when things shift without your permission or desire... It's a whole new ball game, then.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: It's a whole new and, and I, I, you'll hear me say devastation. Well, you you said it hurt. I say it was devastating. You know, and right. and you'll find I will use those words because that is how it feels. It is. Uh, it, it, it's how it feels, and and your healing is come by recognizing mm-hmm. what it is. Recognizing what it is, mm-hmm.
1: I've come so attuned to just trying to numb it out that uh-huh. I don't yeah. acknowledge actually yeah. how deep yeah. the pain is sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I, you know, like I was saying, even I was feeling like I I knew her when I saw her, mm-hmm. but even going a year without seeing her, when I saw yeah. her again, it was like there was no time missed. Well like, at
0: the whole time you're mentioning four mm-hmm. is that was she's just now going on five now but right. a child growing they they grow so fast they so do. that year I mean like it's so much can happen in a year exactly that you can't keep up with So right. I, I just emphasize that Maddie not not to put mm-hmm. words in your mouth but but it's the whole thing of painting that true picture of how yes. it really is. Because I've heard in some society, and I don't want to talk about society because I consider society like they, and someone do me a t-shirt. Who are they? <laughs> T-H-E-Y. They people in the world who make decisions, but consider the people it affects. Exactly. Consider the people it affects. So how exactly. have you been dealing with this?
1: It's been really hard. Um, you know, it's been almost a year since I've seen her now. So mm. I'm ready. I'm itching. I yeah. want to see her so bad. And so is it scheduled? It is not at the moment. I I reached out about a month and a half ago just to see. Um, I left it up to them to see, you know, when they would be available. Because I know they do. They travel a lot. Um, so I, I try to leave it open to them so that they can give me time so that they're available. And... I did not receive a response. So I did reach out again about two weeks ago and have not heard back. Um,
0: And and I I know your trepidation or fear of is if you can't ask for what you want and fear for what they may do.
1: For sure. And as well as over text, they misinterpret a lot of the things that I say. Um, They've, told me that I come off as trying to be or they said that I make them feel like a babysitter or something like that so or that I'm trying to co-parent which is not the case and you know all I want is you know those are her parents I chose them I wanted that for her I made that decision for her and that's done I can't go back. I'm not trying to go back. But I do want a relationship with her. I don't want to take away from what they have whatsoever. And that you
0: said in the beginning. So it's not as Mm -hmm. if you hadn't said that.
1: Right. And it's it's really hard, too, because when I do see her, we have such a great connection. And she's so happy to see me. And I remember the last time I saw her, she... Was asking about my cats, and I was <laughs> pulling up my phone to show her a picture. And she's like, No, I want to go to your house and see oh, them. Wow. And it's just like, So she feels that. Yeah. And it's that it's birth
0: just, bond, but Yes, you can be away, it but it's that birth bond. No one can break that. Exactly. No one can break that. Yeah. Even at her young age, whether it's been a year, six months, or whatever, she's connected to you.
1: Yes. And she can feel it. And I know there's, there's even times where I'm not around her and I'll be having a hard time and there's just something that comes over my body that's Mm -hmm. like, she loves you. It's going to be okay. Yes. Yes. And that's the only thing that calms me down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that, Maddie, because I, I, I've said before, my my word to, to birth moms, natural moms, is to recognize whether, and this is, I believe, wholeheartedly, whether you're seeing your child or not, that child has a connection and always will have to you. It's okay. in them. And scientifically, because I'm a recovering scientist, (laughs) scientifically with the bond, when you give birth to a child, the cells within that child and yourself are intermingled. So you have each other's cells. That's why a lot of times when people say, well, I was thinking about you, our spirits was aligned or whatever. It's because of that
1: connection. Exactly. It is because of that connection. Mm hmm. It's beautiful to mm-hmm. see the connection too, because, mm-hmm. you know, and you have your, there's friends and things that you have these connections with, but you right. know, I've always had a very deep connection with my mom mm-hmm. and now it's almost like I know how she felt about me Yeah, because I yeah. just feel that way about my daughter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well you know we always cover a hot topic and I think a couple have come up already <laughs> through yeah. our conversation. but what's your hot topic that really is something that number one you'll let like, like to let the audience to know or just have a, a further conversation about it. what's that?
1: I just think that it's very important to not make promises that you keep and to be transparent
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, as well as To realize that openness is important, not just for the birth mom, Mm -hmm. but for the child as well. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. It is. And transparency, that transparency covers openness, honesty, integrity, and all of that. Because when you lay everything out, because I say this, because if there's something that you really don't want or do want, unless you tell someone they don't know. And then if you don't tell them and then you come up with it, that is not honesty right. because you didn't say that before. Exactly. And and not just in your case, so even talk about the scenario with it six times, three times, one time or whatever. When anyone doesn't tell you what's the, their arterial motive behind it, and I have this stance and I'll stand behind it. Adoption or placement of a child from the natural or birth parents to adoptive parents. It's about the child, not about that couple. And I'm I'm straightforward. Not that I don't care that maybe for whatever reason you want to adopt, whether you cannot have children or whatever situation, it's not about you. So listen up, adoptive parents. I'm talking to you right now. It's not about you. It's about this child. Do the best think, thing for the child.
1: And I Go think ahead, the Amanda. thing is, too, is it's hard when they realize that they can't carry their own child. Mm-hmm. But, but it's also, you have to realize that if you can feel that for not being able to conceive a child, then mm-hmm. understand what it's like when someone actually does right. have those nine months and then right. gives birth. Right. And then that that child has that connection.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so mm-hmm. you're longing for that biological connection that right. you can't receive. So you have to be able to understand yeah. how important yeah. that
0: is. It, now, now it is trauma all around the triad. It. It's, it's trauma all yeah. three ways. It's trauma. It's trauma, it's brokenness. And the key thing I will say is that everybody needs to do their work. But I will so, say, and I, I'm not apologizing for it, is that with adoptive parents, recognize that child has a past life i don't care if it's nine Mm -hmm. months and one day two days or whatever but that nine months because that's the gestation period for bringing and growing a child that connection with that mother is there and no one can take it away so by recognizing that as you say of recognizing it's about that child
1: right it's
0: about that child
1: and that's the thing, too, is even when I was looking into adoption, all the advertisements, all everything you see is just about how amazing and beautiful and wonderful mm-hmm. adoption is. Yeah. But they're not telling you about, OK, well, this is traumatic for not only you, but for your child, mm-hmm. too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. so I I went into this not really fully understanding right. that, uh, like, of course, I understood like, OK, yes, some children. But no, all of them, all, all, all children. Of them, all and children, no matter how it comes out, she's going to have trauma from that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. I take responsibility for putting mm-hmm. her through that, mm-hmm. but now it's their turn to mm-hmm. take responsibility and help her through that trauma.
0: Absolutely. And that's where the communication is so important. That's where the honesty is so important. The transparency and allowing not only the child, the birth mom, and the adoptive parents to understand mm-hmm. what it takes to heal the heal the whole triad. And right. everybody needs to be healed. But if, right. you, if you can't heal if you're not facing how this really is. Because mm-hmm. I see a lot of times, and I'll say this, and I think you may have heard me. I've said it in different podcasts with birth moms. We got to heal ourselves too. We got to do exactly. our work. Because a lot of times it's like if we don't face what it is. And that's the tough thing to face in man. Just as you say. It, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's it just hurts. hard. You've heard me say I'm in reunion with my son. Love the fact I found him after 45 years. But it's hard y'all. It's hard. Wouldn't change it but it's hard. So when exactly. we stay to where it is. We can then recognize what we're going through. And then there are steps to healing. There are steps to healing because I go back to, I hold on to, as you just said, for is the birth bond. I My son, he tells me that and I know he loves me because we're connected for, with genes, DNA, all of that. Looks like me and all of that. So that connection and that that birth bond will never be broken. Never broken. will be broken. So I, I hope that you're able to see your child, your daughter soon. Um and, and I do, I do, and I, I just hope that uh, adopted parents, just in general, understand the scenario. And, and I say that a lot too, Maddie, about people in the world. Whether you're adopted parents, birth parent, adoptee, or whatever yourself, just recognize what your actions will affect another person. You know, right. when you do something, it, it's every action causes a reaction. So think about, think about what effect exactly. that would be. So any last thoughts you'd like to leave to the audience in speaking to either birth moms or their adoptive parents? Any last words?
1: So I will address everyone separately. Okay. To to the adoptive parents, I just want to say that I know that it's difficult and there is trauma that goes into adoption, making a decision to choose Mm -hmm. adoption, Mm -hmm. as well as trying to... Take care of a child is hard so i do really appreciate adoptive parents but i do want them to understand that it um a birth mom yes they do love their children they want to be there for their children that mm-hmm. is their sole purpose of wanting an open relationship but we mm-hmm. do care about the adoptive family yeah. as well yeah. those are our child's parents we yes. want a connection yes. with them yes. we yes. want to know them it's not just about the child Mm-hmm. um to birth mom I love you all mm-hmm. you are so amazingly strong and I know that there has been a long past of the the adoption world just not being honest and there's so much shame around it but I'm so proud of so many birth moms for just sharing their stories and becoming more mm-hmm. open and even if they share it with one person. Yes. It's hard. As I keep saying, it is hard. Mm-hmm. And it's important to let yourself find someone else who can understand mm-hmm. and just be truthful to yourself because you'll find a lot of freedom in knowing that someone else knows.
0: Absolutely.
1: And then to adoptees, I, my heart, my whole heart goes out to all of you. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard. It's hard yeah. to feel like you weren't wanted or that right. you were given up. And right. I just really am so sorry for that. But I want you to always remember that there is so much love, Yes. and you deserve to heal and to talk yeah. about it and to find people who understand what you're going through and mm-hmm. to find people that look like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to my daughter specifically, yeah. if you ever see this, mm-hmm. I love you yes. so much and I am the luckiest mom in the entire world.
0: All right. That is so, thank you, Maddie, for saying that because you're speaking for, I think, most birth moms. You really are. A lot and I say you're speaking for them mm-hmm. because just as you say, in talking about it, that brings it up from stuffing it down for a number of years. Right. Yours is five years. Mine's is forty five years. Right. Some are twenty years, thirty years or whatever. We've gotta talk about it. You know, we yeah. touched a little bit on regarding a many with family members and everybody's got those family members with those opinions. And whatever their initiative or what they thought it would be, but a lot of times that's not their their place to say anything. It's like we want to be loved, we wanna be be hugged and whatever to show that we're loved. People Perfect. want love. People want love in their life. Thank you so much, Maddie, for coming on Thank because you. I say every birth mom, you need to share your story. We're all yeah. different, but we're our stories are our stories are different. But we're all the same. We're all the same in believing and loving our children because I'll say a statement. And one point, too, when we're going to be doing a Facebook Live soon. And I, when we come out, Facebook Live is typically people who are not in the adoption world or circle or whatever. We want people to stop making these stereotypes of decisions. And I think you ta- touched on it, Maddie.
2: Mm-hmm. Be
0: just because we placed our child did not mean we did not love them.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'll say it again. We love our children.
1: So we much. love
0: our children. And, and
1: no child, no other child will ever replace that.
0: That's it. That is it. Well, you know, I'm glad you said that because I don't know if you heard that. Oh, you can just forget about this and go and have other children. Yeah. It's like, are oh, you got of your mind? You know, I mean, really?
1: Exactly.
0: Really? You know, so some of the stuff right. that people say, I, I sort of like look at them it, and it's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Really? You know, but that is the whole thing of sharing. And birth moms, if you want to share your story, we will do it anonymously. And some of y'all may not know, but some of the podcasts and they say that name, that's not that name. But I'm so happy they were able and willing to share. So a lot were the first time they've ever said to anybody. Now, that is a breakthrough. When you open up and safe share for the first time. Because you're like uncovering no more secrets. Yes. I'm proud. This is me. This is who who I am. You're on your path to healing. You're on your path to healing. So thank you so much, Maddie. Those of you out there, please support Birth Moms Real Talk. This is coming from my heart and my pocketbook, <laughs> and putting these podcasts on. We need your support. We have Birth Moms Real Talk Village, which is a private group. And I'm going to ask Maddie, you, and all the other birth moms to join us. We have a private Zoom once a month because we connect it to each other. So I'm asking all birth moms out there, whether you've been on the podcast or not, and especially those of you who have been on the podcast, please join the Birth Moms Talk, Birth Moms Real Talk Village. Uh, support us on Patreon because as we say now this is this is not free to do these podcasts and to continue to support I do it because I love it and I see so much get so much energy back and people saying how it's helping people I get a lot of adoptees Maddie who will send me emails and saying they may not have a relationship with their birth mother but they're listening in to others So it does matter. It does does. matter. So yes, support us. Thank you so much, Maddie. I'm D. Yvonne Rivers, host of Birth Moms Real Talk. We'll see you next time. You have been listening in to Birth Moms Real Talk Podcast, a platform where birth moms and natural moms share their stories, their journeys. If you are a birth or natural mom and wish to share your story, please go to our website at www.birthmomsrealtalk.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Birth Moms Real Talk. Join our private Birth Moms Real Talk Village, a private Facebook and a monthly Zoom, a welcome package with a journal and book readings. Support us through Patreon on our website or PayPal. We are
2: the place of grace and healing. See you next time.